In Mark chapter 15 and verse 15, the Roman governor Pilate conceded to the demands of the Jewish people gathered there in Jerusalem during the Passover celebration, demands that had been egged on by their own religious leaders to crucify Jesus, to crucify him against Pilate's own better judgment that this man hadn't done anything deserving of it. But if it satisfied the crowd, what was the life of one Jewish person? Pilate had Jesus scourged. A single verse as we read it in that scripture, just one word to describe what was truly horrific agony that Jesus then endured. A scourging involving his being whipped with a piece of leather that had bone or metal or glass engraved in it so that he was literally ripped to shreds so that he would already have been exhausted and bleeding everywhere. And the sheer physical brutality of that action in verse 15 of Mark chapter 15 is just the beginning of the horrors that Jesus would endure through the crucifixion. Yet those horrors weren't simply physical. The brutality extended to the way that they mocked him as well. In Mark chapter 15, Beginning with verse 16, we read, And the soldiers led him away inside the palace, that is, the governor's headquarters. And they called together the whole battalion, and they clothed him in a purple cloak. And twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on him. And they began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they were striking his head with a reed, and spitting on him, and kneeling down in homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him, and they led him out to crucify him. Here is a man who has never done wrong. He is the only person in all of human history that has been exactly what God intended every step of the way. He has embodied what it looks like for us as human beings to be in the image and likeness of God. He never sinned. He never did wrong by anyone. And look at how he's being treated. Not only physically brutalized, but humiliated. Humiliated in front of a the soldiers not being content to just rough him up, but calling the whole battalion together to make a show of this Jewish king, to go through all the motions that a king would expect that any one of them would do in a heartbeat should Caesar walk into the room, except here it's twisted and it's corrupted. Instead of being an honor, they're doing it to shame, to mock, to torment this man. They're spitting on him. They're beating him. The crown that they're giving him is a crown of thorns adding to the physical pain, adding to the blood covering his body. They're ripping his clothes on and off, him having already been beaten, already being bloody. Imagine the fabric just sticking to him after that scourging and then taking it back off and putting that purple robe on and then taking it off and putting his clothes on and just the sheer torment of all of it while the whole way they're mocking and mistreating him 
This is the crucifixion of Jesus. And he's not even on the cross yet. This is all that he endured. And it's not even nine o'clock that morning yet. Jesus is suffering so terribly. The full weight of human brutality and evil is being thrown at him when all he has ever done is show love for God and for other people. When he has within him the power to wipe them all out, yet Jesus endures it. Jesus endures their taunts. Jesus endures their abuse. Jesus demonstrates meekness, not as being a pushover, not as a character form, but as true strength, keeping his power under control because he knows he's serving a greater purpose, because he knows that no matter what they may say, no matter what motions they may go through, no matter how they may act, he really is a king. He truly is deserving of honor. But he will submit. He'll submit not to them, but to God. He'll endure their evil because he knows who he is. He knows what he's there for. So he doesn't have anything to prove to them. He doesn't have to fight back. He will allow himself to experience incredible suffering and pain because his focus is on God and what God sent him to do, which in his amazing love is make a way to rescue you and me. When we understand that that is who Jesus is, when we see how great his love for us is, He's showing us just how much we really need to God. And to see that kind of power under control, to see that kind of love, 